And I don't know what it was like in that moment, I knew I needed to make the move. So I came home, I picked a day. I was like, okay, September 12th. It was like July, like 20th, maybe. And I was like, I'm gonna move September 12th. So I did, I moved September 12th. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Chapter 20-something. Guys, I just finished the White Lotus season finale. Oh my god, I'm not giving away any spoilers. I'm honestly kind of tempted to do like a recap episode because, oh my god, like it's so good. It's the best show that I've seen possibly ever, but now definitely on TV, it is. So please feel free to discuss with me in the DMs because... uh, I'm heartbroken, but also so entertained, laughing, crying, everything in between. I don't know why I record these intros right after I watch White Lotus. I think this is the second time in a row that this has happened, but what can I say? This is my life, I guess, White Lotus and podcasts. Okay. Anyway, today we are back with our first return guest. I'm so excited. Today we have Raquel Goldie. Now Raquel was part of the two millennial girls that we had on the show back in March 2021. So almost two years ago, which is crazy. Um, She and Natasha were the millennial girls. They had their own podcast and they were both radio hosts who had you know, gotten furloughed during the pandemic, started their own thing, and really built it up. And now, almost two years later, Raquel has lived a million lives in between that. She was in Florida when we last talked to her, and she decided about a year ago to make the leap that she's always wanted to do and move to L.A., to be in um, the room where it happens. I was just listening to that song, but you know what I mean. She wanted to be where it was at. This was always the career she wanted to pursue, the place where she needed to be, and she took the leap and she did it. So today we're talking about what happens after you make the leap. I feel like so much of the show revolves around doing what you need to do to make that dream happen. But today we're talking about a lot of the realities that come when you actually do it. It's not always easy. You don't have everything figured out. It's not always what you would expect it to be. And there's highs and lows and everything in between. And she is so open and vulnerable with us. And it's really beautiful because when it comes down to it, yes, we're pursuing what we want, but we're on this journey called life. And we got to take every lesson we can from it, enjoy every moment we have, and just figure it out along the way. And that's what being in your 20s is all about. And honestly, that's what life is about. So I know you'll enjoy this episode and really take a lot from it in your own way. But she has really accomplished so much, honestly. She is a 
radio host on Sirius XM Hits One and Pitbull's Globalization. Like, girl, that's that's number one. Like, girl, she's doing it. She's doing it. She has also really become a sought-after interviewer in the K-pop industry. She found a love for K-pop and really built her own platform in that world and she's succeeding with it and it's bringing her so many opportunities she even went to korea so we talk all about that and yeah she keeps doing more and more and she's really a genuine beautiful person and i'm so happy to have met her through this podcast and i can't wait to see everything she continues to do so feel free to support this girl look out for her at raquel goldie all social media As always, follow the podcast at Chapter 20 Something Pod. Share it with anybody you think might connect, rate, review, subscribe. And of course, you can follow me, official Kylie McDonald. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Um, I'll be back in two weeks and we're going to have a cute little end of the year recap, New Year's resolution. Looking forward into 2023. Can you believe it? I can't. It's crazy. But yeah, looking forward to that. Thank you guys so much. And, um, Will I talk to you before Christmas? Let me see. It'll be right after Christmas. So Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Hope you have a wonderful, wonderful time, no matter how you celebrate. All right. Much love to you all. Bye. Welcome back, Raquel Goldie, to Chapter 20-something. It's so oh good Oh my God. Here. Thank you for having me again. It's been forever. Has it been a yeah. year? Over a year? Definitely over a year. I, I'll have That's to look so it up funny. later, but it might be closer to two. Maybe. Well, you're right, because I've been in LA a year. It, it has to be like almost two. And something is telling me that it was the fall where we had our last conversation. So it's probably two years, which is crazy. That is insane. Time flies when you're having fun. That's for sure. I know. I know. And you've been up to so much. So just a little recap, I guess, if anybody wants to listen to like the last episode, you can always go back and check that out with millennial girls. But last time we talked to you, you were in Florida, COVID had happened, all that, and, you know, got furloughed and then started this podcast, started building this brand and it was awesome. You were doing your thing. And then Mm -hmm. you decided eventually to make the move to LA and kickstart the next step in your career. So, um, I really just wanted to catch up and hear everything that you've been up to since. Yeah, no, I know that's so crazy. I feel like the past like three to four years have been nine years. Yeah, I feel like I've like lived nine lives. It's so crazy. I always say that. But yeah, I uh, I live in LA now. I'm back home in Florida, though, for the holidays to spend time with my family because I haven't really been home, honestly, since I moved. I had done a couple of trips here and there that were just like coming in for a wedding or coming in for like a music festival. But I really wanted to spend time with my family. And, you know, LA is crazy. It's it's definitely a it was a big move, but I had been going back and forth for years And then I just decided to make the move. I had made a trip out to LA July 2021, I think, for two weeks just to spend time like with my friends out there and just really to take meetings and stuff. And I had an industry person say to me, you know, I think you're great and you do really well out here, but kind of out of sight, out of mind. 
And I don't know what it was like in that moment, I knew I needed to make the move. So I came home, I picked a day. I was like, okay, September 12th. It was like July, like 20th, maybe. And I was like, I'm going to move September 12th. So I did. I moved September 12th and I was moving without a job actually. And then a week before I moved, I got a job uh, at a PR firm. So I was their LA rep. Uh, and then I also got my job on air, like on Sirius. So it was crazy. Yeah. And you know what? I feel like that's the lesson that everybody says. It's like, once you actually take a step to move mm-hmm. forward, then things start happening. And even like that guy said to you, it was like, yeah, you're, you're great, but it's out of sight, out of mind. But I get that though. Cause it's scary. It's like, all right, like, how am I actually going to make this move? How am I going to make this happen? But sometimes you really just need to take the action to do it. Oh yeah, no. And I mean, it's a whole different ballgame when you have to like pay rent and obviously LA is really expensive. And Mm -hmm. I mean, when I moved up until like February, I would say of 2022, it was pretty much still like really weird there and like COVID stuff was happening. Like it was not fully back to life in any way, shape or or form in Los Angeles. Um, And I know like even a couple months ago, I, I don't even remember when it was maybe like March or something they were thinking about putting the mask mandate back on and like going back into it. So it was just like every day was like, what are we doing? Like, are we life doing life or are we like going to be at home and like, what's going on? So it was just very interesting. And I actually ended up moving three times in four months there. It was like a oh my whole God. crazy situation. So it was not easy in any way, shape or form when I first moved. And I don't think it's still easy. Like I don't know. I thought it was going to be some really easy adjustment because I had been going back and forth for so long and my friends are out there and stuff, but it's definitely, it's definitely, there's moments of like loneliness, loneliness for sure. And just trying to like figure everything out, which is normal. Totally. It's, you're creating a new life basically. Mm -hmm. And, and you're doing it all with this pressure, I guess, of having to succeed and whether that you're getting that externally or whether it's something within yourself where you're like, I need to prove this to myself, you know, but you do it and you mm-hmm. fight your way through. Um, I want to go back to when you made that decision. You're like, okay, I'm moving September 12th. Let's do it. Like when you actually made that decision, like what were you feeling in your head? And then what were the steps you took to be like, okay, like, all right, how am I going to make money? How am I going to find mm-hmm. a place to live? Like, how did you figure it all out in those few months? All really good questions because I myself <laughs> was trying to figure that out. I am trying to think, I'm trying to go back here two years ago feels like forever or a year ago. I know. But so I had always wanted to live in LA. I mean, since I was 15 years old, I was like, I'm going to live in LA. I'm going to live in LA. I loved the Hills. I had been in entertainment since I was like literally two years old, dancing, acting, modeling, like doing different stuff. And then made the transition really to be on air, like after college, which is for journalism, that whole thing. You can hear that whole stuff on the other episode. Um, Mm -hmm. I just that I needed to make a change. Like I had done as much as I could here in Florida and I don't speak Spanish. If I spoke Spanish down here, I think there would be more opportunity. I mean, there would be more opportunity because there's a lot of Latin culture in Miami and like record labels, but you have to speak Spanish and different casting stuff and hosting things. And I love that about living in Florida and being in such a culturally diverse place. I think it is so amazing. And to grow up seeing that it's great, but I obviously don't speak Spanish myself. So uh, I knew that I needed to make the move and either go to like New York or LA. New York is really cold. I love you, but there's no palm trees. Um, Fair. So I, I obviously, <laughs> you know, I have a lot of friends in LA. I've been going back and forth for so long. And so when I went, I kind of just like 
had a moment I remember I was crying to one of my best friends after going to dinner with like all my friends there and I was just like I know I need to move here I just need to do it <laughs> like literally full meltdown because I'd been there for two weeks doing meetings doing different things and it was just time like timing is everything I know it's the corniest saying ever but it really is and it truly was like okay this is my time I know I need to move now like I can't miss this window of opportunity and quite literally nothing is happening in Florida anymore. So I need to do this. And so I literally got home and I told my parents I was moving. I was like, I am moving September 12th. That is what I'm doing. I have to do this. I know I have to do this for me. And I don't ever want to look back on my life and regret like not moving to LA or or just like getting out of the bubble of, you know, I grew up in South Florida and all my friends are like moving back and getting married. And I'm like, okay, that's not my path or my trajectory. So we're going to move to LA. And I had already started getting into like working in K-pop and obviously LA is a really big place for that. So I knew I had to go there if I wanted to keep doing that as well. Luckily, one of my best friends was like, you can live with me for as long as you want and we can kind of figure it out. She's like, just book your flight and like ship some stuff to me and like we could figure it out. So I had already planned on doing that. And then I had already had some social media clients on the side. I had like three or four social media clients. So that's how I was making money at the time um, and doing like on-air stuff for Sirius on Pitbull Station. Um, and then they brought me on to do their social media. So that was more of a, like a sustainable paycheck. And I was like, okay, I can do this, especially because my, luckily my best friend Leah was not making me pay rent when I was living with her. It was thankful. Amazing. But she's an angel. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so that was kind of that. And then I got the PR job and then, was brought on for Sirius's uh, social before I moved the week before. And I was like, oh, this is great. I can definitely like afford to do this and like save up and figure this out. And so then I moved and I was like, all right, we're going to do it. And like, I'm very thankful that I have friends out there that would have let me, that let me like not pay rent. But I lived with Leah for like three weeks, I want to say. And then I decided to move into a townhouse uh, with two of my other best friends co-workers and luckily I was in the smallest room so I was paying like really cheap rent but then we got noticed like two or three months later that the owner was selling the townhouse and we had to move out so that was really stressful um I had a full-on like nervous breakdown obviously because you know I was like I'm saving rent like I'm saving on rent I'm saving all this money and like I was you know going to dinners and like going out and And I was saving money, but then, you know, the reality of having to move for a third time and having to hire movers again, and like movers are expensive and do everything and rent and for some months, lost rent and everything. And I was like, this is actually insane. And living in LA is so expensive. Like, it doesn't matter if you're making, I think I saw something the other day, it was like a TikTok. And it was like, if you're not making $130,000 at LA minimum, that's like considered middle class. I'm not making a hundred and thirty. No, no one I is. I, I was know. like, oh, good. So we're gonna be poor for the rest of our life. Lit. I love that for us. No, <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing it, and you're finding your way to make it yeah. work. And oh, obviously, yeah. you'll you keep growing. To. And yeah. yeah, that's insane. Wait, so I have to ask, like, where did you end up after that move? Like, are you in a steady place yes. now? Yes. Okay. Our, <laughs> our one year is actually coming up in January, which is crazy. Ooh. But I'm in Koreatown in Los Angeles, which I love. Um, because obviously that goes along with working in K-pop and I love Korean food. It's so good. And the food in Koreatown and the culture is so lovely. And I really love living there. It's so nice. 
Oh, yay. Oh my Mm. God. So yeah, I guess we can get into all of that because, you know, it goes along with everything you're doing, but the journey, um, (laughs) the journey. Yes. So, you know, obviously you hit the ground running, you have your job, but you're also creating your own content um, and making all these connections. And a huge part of that is K-pop. And like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that's such a cool niche for you. Like you really have found your own platform on there. Like, how did you get into that in the first place? So I started getting into K-pop, I would say actually during the pandemic, um, when I lost my job at the radio station on air in Miami. So my sister was living at home. We were all at home with my parents, (laughs) big old happy family. We all hadn't been at home since I was in like high school. And even then I was always at dance. So I, I was literally at home more than I feel like I had been my whole life during the pandemic. Um, I'm sure that's obviously the case for a lot of people. And so my sister was very much so into K-pop. I had friends who had been working in K-pop for a couple of years already. So I'd gone to K-pop shows. I thought it was really cool because I grew up dancing. Obviously dancing is a really big aspect of the K-pop industry, which I'm like, oh my God, yes, finally, like the dance fulfillment yes. is happening. Um, so I started getting into it. I was walking past the TV one day and my sister was watching a music video and I was like, what is this music video? I'm obsessed. This is insane. It's amazing. And she was like, welcome to K-pop. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I like this. Like, I'm here for this. Let's go. Yeah. And so I spent, honestly, two years of the pandemic, like, studying K-pop. I had her make me PowerPoints. I was learning, like, the subsidiaries of the companies and who owned who and the groups and the members. And I mean, these, it's so in-depth and there's so many details, obviously, the entertainment industry out there. So, yeah. And then I started doing reaction videos on YouTube and they started doing really well. And then I started doing collaboration reaction videos with different creators. And then I started doing interviews with K-pop artists because I was like, how can I take what I did at the radio station or I've done my whole life working in journalism on red carpets, doing interviews for radio and like do it on my own platform? Because at this point we were knee deep in the pandemic. We had no idea when anything was going to be back to normal, if ever. And I was like, okay, well, I miss talking to people and talking to artists. So how can I do this? So I started doing interviews with Korean artists on my YouTube channel. And I think it really did work out because of the pandemic, right? So obviously all of these heads of labels and all of these marketing PR people are like, how can we grow this genre? BTS was popping off so much and Blackpink and everything like that. And they weren't able to come here because they were like, I think they were like six months behind us in the pandemic. So when we were starting to get a little better, they were getting really bad in Korea. So Oh, interesting. Everyone was trying to like fix or or see adjust with like PR and marketing and what we could do. And they were starting to partner with a lot of creators, big and small. And so that really worked out in not only my favor, but a lot of other creators in the US or, you know, in Europe favor. And so then I started making a lot of connections with the different label people out there. And then I ended up getting my job at the PR firm and all of our clients were K-pop and J-pop artists. Um, so I was in charge of bringing on new clients and like I operated, I like to say how an A and R operated, I would be like in the depths of the internet, Spotify, YouTube, like looking for artists that I think would be really good to promote here mm-hmm. and then pitch them. And we would have meetings and yeah, it was really cool because when my clients would come in, when our clients would come in from Korea, I would be the one with them in LA. So I got to learn how to do like press days and just like different stuff that I wasn't used to because I was normally the one on camera asking the questions. So I got to learn, you know, behind the scenes, introducing people to different media and, you know, taking care of the media at concerts and doing different things and taking them from interview to interview at press days. It was really, really 
amazing. And I learned to really love the behind the scenes part of the industry because I had only known in front of the camera. And I think that was a really big part of me that I was thinking was going to like die, which was weird. I mean, not weird, but I had only done in front of the camera for eight years of my life. Mm -hmm. So I was like losing this identity. I felt like that I didn't know what it was. And yes, I was still on air on Sirius, but it's not full time. And so I didn't know I was like having a little bit of an, of an identity crisis, but it ended up being really great. And now I'm kind of freelancing, doing different things in Korean music, which is really cool. So I'm excited to see what happens next in that kind of sphere and scope of work. And I just got back from Korea. So that alone was like the craziest trip of my whole life. And I want to go back. I am obsessed with it there. I've I can't even explain it. Like it is the oh craziest thing. All I have to say is you definitely need to go abroad as a human being. And like, I was there by myself the last week my friends left after two weeks. And so I, my third week I stayed by myself and you definitely have eat, pray, love moments and like yes. have, have moments with yourself. And you're like, what do I want in my life? And like, what do I see in the future? Which normally we're all so busy doing a million different things and running a million miles a minute like for me it's like work and events and this and that and like other people you know it's like babies and marriage and your whatever and you definitely need to have a moment with yourself and I feel like it can only happen on like a vacation abroad where you're like okay what is going on I'm checking in with myself and what is happening Oh, it's so special. Absolutely. I remember this is like years ago now, like I need another one of those moments, Mm -hmm. but, um, like I studied abroad. So I went to Scotland for one day by myself because I was in London and I was like, you know what? I I had like three weeks left and I'm like, I really want to go. None of my friends are really going to make the trip. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going. So I like, yeah, I booked a bus overnight, went to Scotland, spent the day in Edinburgh by myself. And I just remember being at the top of like this mountain. It's like next to a castle. And I pulled out my journal. I'm like, you know what? We're just, we're doing the whole thing. I love baby. No, literally. I have that somewhere. I'll have to find it, the journal entry, but it's one of those moments where you're just like, yes, like just take in life and be like, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Like, let me see where I am and what's going to come for me and just enjoy and be grateful for that moment. Um, no, yeah, you have to, it was the craziest. Yeah. I mean, that was my first big international trip and Korea mm-hmm. is, is far. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm also, I've been studying Korean, the language for like over a year, uh, like a year and a half now as well. So it was really cool getting to like use my skills and, you know, it's funny because there's a very large Korean population in Los Angeles in California, but I'm like afraid to, not afraid. I don't know. I just am like, I don't want to use it there because a lot of people still speak English, obviously. Right. So for me, it's just like a scared, like, I don't want to sound like stupid, which right, is horrible. Right. Like, but you're trying, you're learning language, you're trying, but there, obviously you're in the native country and the native tongue, you know, you're going to speak it. So it was really cool. Like my friends were like, she's doing it. Like, I it was, know. You know, when you get lost on the street or the subway and you have to ask someone, like, it was me because my friends are not, don't speak it. So it was really, really cool. I couldn't, I never thought in a million years I'd be in Korea speaking Korean to strangers. Like, how empowering is that? Yeah. You could do (laughs) anything. (laughs) But honestly, like, how cool, like, how much has come out of this one interest that you had and you decided to pursue it and you're like, all right, let's see what comes of this. 
now you have this whole brand and you had a job out of it and you took this huge trip out of it too. Like there's so much, and I'm still, there's so much, so much more to come from it. Like, it's so cool how, you know, just this one little seed turned into this, oh my God, ew, this whole flower tree, whatever, you know what I mean? (laughs) I mean, I'm already planning to go back. I'm already planning to go back. So yeah, it's, it's crazy too, because I felt such like a deep connection being there, which is so strange because I'm not Korean, obviously. And so to go there and to just feel such a deep connection and like, it's very, I have more friends there than I do in LA, which is like, wow, that's crazy. I know. Yeah, it was, it was very interesting. And I was by myself in Korea, but I didn't feel lonely. It's Uh very weird. Like, Uh I, I don't know. It's just like, there's so many, so many interesting parts of the trip that especially because I was like very checking in with myself in tune and I don't know, it was, it was very interesting. I have this conversation with my therapist, go to therapy um, all the time. And she's like, well, maybe LA is just like a stopping place right now. And like, who knows where you could actually end up and, you know, which is very interesting. Life is wild. <laughs> Life is wild. And, you know, obviously it's amazing to have this connection with it, but it's really also in more of a business sense too. Like you really have found a niche that like is so specific. And I, I don't think, obviously there's a community, but there's not a ton of people doing what you're doing. And the mm-hmm. fact that you're so passionate about it and that you feel so connected with it is amazing because that's who you want representing this group of people. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, it's so interesting because it is very niche and it's very small knit, tight knit, like community in the U S of people who work in K-pop or work in even J-pop now, because that's expanding as well. And I do feel like there's going to be a lot more opportunity for like myself and other people who do know it so well, because more U S record labels and management are getting very interested in it, but they don't know one thing about it. So I, I really do think they're going to start to like look to people like us and who knows, like that could be really cool to have that opportunity in the future. So we'll see what happens, I guess. It's going to be, it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> it's going to keep going girl. Yeah. And um, I wanted to talk about too, like you, you obviously hit the ground running in LA, you started doing your thing and then you started really making connections in a bunch of different places and really having to put your name out there and make yourself mm-hmm. known in a brand new city. Um, what were your ways of going about that? Because that's not always an easy thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I feel like again, having a lot of friends there was great. Um, like good friends. I have four of my best friends from college live in LA. They're all in fashion, which is so funny wow. and like in different aspects of fashion. So that helped a lot because when I had to move so many times, they were there to help. And like, if I had a mental breakdown, like they were there to help, which was really great. But honestly, it was just about like going out and networking. It's really funny in LA. I mean, in LA, you could literally go to a bar and you meet people and like, they work in the industry or they know someone, you know, or, you know, I remember That's I went true. to, I went out, I think it was like the week of the Super Bowl. Yeah. It was the week of the Super Bowl. My friend was in town from New York working it and we were out at this bar one of my favorite rooftop bars there and I don't know what it is every time I'm there you meet industry people it's just like one of those places I don't we all flock there and I met someone who is like an EDM producer knew who I was from being on air at the EDM radio station in Miami he called his friend who works for I don't even remember who who knew who I was because and I'm just like it's also like interconnected yeah. And, which obviously, you know, it's very small, like everyone knows everyone, but it was just really funny. So it's just a matter of like getting out and talking to people. But at the same time too, 
there is a lot of like toxicity and clickiness and fakeness in LA because it is what it is. It's LA. So I think it's also a matter of like realizing when you're like, whoa, this is just not the situation I want to be in anymore, or these people don't serve me anymore. And then it's like, okay, we got to pivot, which I think is really important. And is something that I had to deal with here, but not really because I'm from here. And I had, you know, if this, if that was happening, I still had my like best friends from when I was two years old who lived here, who were super supportive and they're still super supportive, but I'm not with them 24 seven. So I think that's been kind of the biggest culture shock almost, or like lesson learned type of thing, because I am so like, hi, I'm Raquel. What's nice, nice to meet you type of person. But yeah, no, I think that is something too, that you realize. And also I always used to see these quotes that were like, when you get older, your circle gets smaller and, you know, you keep the people around you who really matter. And I think that's where I'm at. Like, I, I fully feel like I am in that chapter right now and the toxicity or like the whatever is weeding itself out. And the universe is like something amazing is about to happen. Like you're about to turn 30 and let's freaking go, which is really hard, but empowering almost like I don't know how to explain it obviously when you're in the thick of it you're like my life what am I gonna do but things happen for a reason timing is everything (laughs) yes it's true and yeah you realize like if this person or if this situation isn't making me feel good like I don't Mm -hmm. need it I like why do you want to be around anything that doesn't make you feel good and yeah like sometimes I don't know what it is like you want to save a relationship I'm a person I always want to make things better and like make me same same page yeah but sometimes it's not necessary what's necessary is to get that person out of your life and be like I'm I know I'm better without this all the best to you all love but like I need to know who I am and I need to to do what's best for me and I think it's okay too because I saw on TikTok, love TikTok. I'm addicted. It's I, bad. Me always. Um, I'm like, so on, is TikTok. <laughs> no, literally. I'm like, I funny. I diagnosed myself with PMDD from TikTok, and I was right. So we'll get oh into that. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> I saw this TikTok the other day, and it was like, sometimes when things are leaving your life and like a friendship or whatever, like it, it can be heartbreaking because you wanted to save it for so long and try to save it, and like, but it's just not. It was, it was like it was something about the heartbreak, like heartbreak of like getting rid of the toxicity of your life because that's normal feeling. Like if you've had a friend and it's just not working or a job or something like that, like it's okay to feel like that. It's, it's not not normal, which I was like, I needed because I was really sad and like different things in my life were happening all at the same time, like a couple months ago. And I was just like, why is this happening? And why is it all at the same time? I'm sad. I feel like I'm go- I've gone through like a breakup in different aspects and like seeing that TikTok, I was like, huh, true, true that. Yeah. There's that Taylor Swift song. It says like, you know, in your soul when it's time to go, Mm -hmm. (laughs) do you know it? (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's true. Yeah. Like sometimes you just need to be like, all right, it might be braver. It might be the harder thing, but I know I have to let this go. So yeah, it makes room for better things, better situations that goes for anything, friendships, work, relationships, anything. Yeah. Literally anything and everything. I mean, it just, it's not gonna be perfect your whole life. Everything is not gonna be perfect, different chapters and I, tr- I mean, like a whole new chapter literally is about to start and that's like really scary, but it is what it is. So we'll see what happens, I guess. <laughs> it's going to be good, girl. I'm excited for you. <laughs> you're fine. Yeah, but I know the feeling. I know you're like, we'll see where it goes. No, it's all going to be good. Yes. Good things to come. Um, Speaking yes. of 
things that have been good for you. You mentioned that you were at Sirius XM on air for them at Pitbull Station, and now you're yeah. on Hits One. I Hits One am. as a personality. Yes. yes, I listen to them all the time, which is such a huge accomplishment. That's such a huge name, such a huge station, yeah. and you're doing your thing on there. So that's so yeah. exciting. Yeah, no, that was a very. I cried, <laughs> obviously. I would too. Um, yeah, in radio, obviously, you know, like there's certain stations that you aspire to be on. I've been listening to Sirius XM Hits 1 since I was like, I think 10 years old. Like I remember when we first like got Sirius in the car. Um, yeah, it was very surreal. So what happened, what had happened was um, <laughs> I had been on Pitbull hosting Vinny Vibes, Good Vibes Radio for like about a year at the point or almost a year. And I obviously come from radio. I was interned at iHeart in Miami in college. I was on the EDM station. I was afternoons before the pandemic. I love radio. It's so fun. And I had gotten an email. I had just gotten back. It was horrible. I had just gotten back from Mexico. I was in Cancun for a week for one of my social media clients. And then I went straight to Florida for Ultra Music Festival. I'm insane. Don't ever do that. I came that back. That sounds I very fun, obviously though. got COVID immediately from like that. Oh because, <laughs> duh. If you don't duh. get COVID from that, like, <laughs> yeah. You're so, invincible, but, literally. Yeah, I, I'm not. Um, so I was like, so sick in bed like just like miserable like pitiful miserable obviously and I got an email from my programming director at Pitbull Station and he was like hey heads up this email's coming in like I know you're not feeling well so just like check your email and I was like what like that's I I, that's such a random text like I don't ever get that text like hey like whatever and it was an email from the VP of programming at Sirius like hey we're basically going to add uh, more talent onto hits one and we're going to be rotating talent from different stations and we want you to be one of the talent and Yay. I was like if you're interested and I was like wait because he was like I know you're busy doing different things and I was like wait what huh I like read it like five times and I was like am I being punked right now like what's going on because I had had I'd had a conversation with the VP of programming before it was like December and this was now like March or April And so I was like, wait, what? And apparently like he had been discussing this with my programming director for like a decent amount of time at that point. And I was like, oh, what? Like I have had no idea anything of this was happening. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what's going on. And so I obviously said yes, duh. And then I was just like waiting. There was a bit of like a lull period. Honestly, it was like a month and a half, almost two months before I think I like actually everything was happening so I was like oh my god it's just not happening you know me being like the worst Wimberly worried like freaking out yeah um me too. and then finally yeah finally I did it so I'm on every other Sunday on hits one um it started out as once a month and then they asked me right before I went to Korea to start doing it twice a month which is really exciting and I found out yesterday I'm going to be filling in I think some more too during the holidays and stuff so yeah it's really fun it's, for me it's it's just like something that makes me happy that I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Because I mean, that was like an end game goal, like being on hits one or serious at all. So the fact that I'm on two different stations is actually crazy. And I'm actually going to New York in December. So I'm going to stop into the studios in New York and like see everything and where the magic happens. So I'm very excited. Yes. Oh my God. That's so incredible. And I remember seeing you posted a video of you just sitting in your car, just like seeing your name on the screen yeah. and it says Sirius X. And I'm like, that like she's doing it like good for her like 
Yeah. It's so surreal, truly. And, you know, I, I get it. Like it's what you've worked towards and to actually be living it. Like that's, it's insane. And I'm sure it's stressful and crazy, but you're doing it. You're doing the thing. Yeah. It's, it's really funny too. I think because I don't know if it's because it's serious XM or, or what, or I've just been doing this for so long, but it's, it's more chill. It's like really chill. Good. Like it's mm-hmm. obviously stressful, but it definitely is chill, which is why I'm still doing it because I'm definitely in this phase of my life. Like if it's causing me so much anxiety and stress, I just like, I can't. So I'm yeah. really happy that it's not, <laughs> Good, <laughs> which is yeah. nice. But yeah, obviously, you know, when you first started like getting back into like more than a pre-recorded radio show is definitely like, you're like learning the ropes again, not learning the ropes, but like the muscle memory needs to come back. So of course, like they gave me a bunch of show notes, my first couple of shows and you just like take it and obviously different programming directors and VPs want me to say different things or different ways. And so just adjusting those little things, but yeah, it's been, it's been great. I, I love them. And it's crazy because I remember on my welcome email to hits one, I was getting like, welcome to the team Raquel or welcome to the family from people that I've been listening to my whole life. So that oh, God. itself so was cool. like the craziest situation ever. Yeah. How cool. And honestly, when you say it's more chill, it's also because like, you know what you're doing. Like, I get that too, where it's like, you have to give yourself the credit to be like, all right, I've been doing this long enough. Like, yeah, obviously I'm still going to learn and grow, but like, I have my confidence that I'm yeah. here because I put in the work and that I deserve this, you know, it's, Absolutely. it's necessary to do that sometimes and realize like, all right, I should be here. <laughs> yeah. And I never give myself credit. I'm like, not that person. I'm not Me that neither. person <laughs> out in LA being like, I've done this, 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 like, I'm not that person. Mm-hmm. And there's plenty of those people. But then it's like, okay, you can give yourself the credit. Like you deserve the credit. Like you are doing this. This is like an end game goal that you've always had. And you're doing it way earlier than you thought you would. Like you deserve it. And the funny thing now, so when I interned in college at iHeartMiami, I was interning for the Mac, Nick and Nina show. And I loved them. They are the reason that I'm doing radio. Mac mm-hmm. is now on Sirius XM Hits One Afternoons. Stop. So we are now like coworkers. It oh my God. Wild. Crazy. Full circle, obviously. Full, and it goes to show. full circle. That's just, you know, you never know how things are going to work out. Obviously be kind to people is like the number one thing, but also yeah. like keep your people close because, you know, you could end up going on this amazing journey with them. You never know where things are going to end up. It's so cool. No, literally it's so crazy. And it was funny because a couple of months ago, he had read before I was on hits one, he had reached out to me because we follow each other, obviously social media. And he was like, I was working out in the gym and we were listening to Vinny Vibes, Good Vibes Radio and Pitbull. And he's like, I heard you. And he's like, I always knew like you would be the one, like you were so passionate and like, were so helpful and loved what you did and you're doing it. Like, it's crazy. And I was like, that alone, I was like, wow, always remember. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I feel like those messages from people at home always mean the most, honestly, just because they knew who you were back then when you didn't have anything and all you were was just a kid with passion. And then to know that they're proud of you. Like, oh, that, that always hits me the most truly. Yeah. Truly in the feels. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, so going back to what you said earlier, you were talking about how your identity, you were kind of questioning your identity with like being on air and then maybe not being Mm -hmm. on air. And now you're back and doing your thing, but you also have so much more going on. Like how do you relate your work to your personal identity now? Has that shifted at all as you know, you've experienced so much over the past year? So I was work and work was me. And that's definitely not a healthy relationship to have with work, which I 
actually came to realize when I was in Korea. I was literally in Busan, South Korea, which is this like beautiful city on the water overlooking like the ocean the ocean I don't even the, okay I don't know if that's the don't ocean. ask Let's me cut that, it's fine cut that, cut that out um overlooking water the water water. <laughs> and water and um sitting there like looking at everything this beautiful bridge the water everything and I was like I am literally here this is crazy and I was having some like there was some work stuff happening and you know I was just like I need a work-life balance moving forward that is what I need for my mental health and sanity, I need that. Especially working in K-pop, you have meetings at like really crazy hours because they're like 16, 17 hours ahead of you. I would have meetings at 4 a.m. and 11 p.m. Like, which it's going to happen. That's, you have to know that going into that field. But I just, I was like, I can't do that anymore. I can't feel the way I'm feeling. I don't, I'm getting into this like rut of not feeling healthy again and like different health stuff happening. And I'm like, I can't do this. I was like, I need to have a work-life balance and I need to be able to like turn off on-air entertainment industry Raquel. I'm still trying to figure that out and find a balance, which is also why I'm like came home to Florida to be with my people, to be with my parents and just like relax. I, it's definitely obviously like my identity because I've done on-air and done it for so long, but I think that there's something so special with like being able to now turn it off and be real life Raquel. Yeah. And I guess that just comes with also being in the industry for so many years and, and doing so much. Again, I feel like I've lived nine lives from like living in Nashville, being on the air there to working for a hockey team for three years and being there entering the digital host to then like being on air and EDM, losing my the job because of the pandemic, moving to LA, like crazy whirlwinds of the it, past yeah. like nine years. But yeah, that's definitely something that I'm I'm trying to figure out now and be like authentic Raquel real life Raquel and not have to be just on Raquel all the time which is really hard because obviously living in LA like I said like you go out and you you meet someone in entertainment and then it's like a light bulb goes off and you're like okay like here I am yeah but yeah I think it's more just about like spending time with yourself and figuring out like what can I do that makes me happy that isn't related to like work or entertainment like for me, like watching my K-dramas or just like, you know, like going on a staycation or like getting out of LA or traveling. And I think that's just like more of of what you realize getting older and after you've been doing something for so long and like, again, going into that next phase of life. But yeah, I'm trying to not have that be like my whole identity because that's who I was. And you understand like when you are a personality, it's in your job title to be a personality. So when you're out here meeting people, you're like, okay, well, I need to be this personality, whatever that means, or whatever persona you want to be. So that's been really interesting. Yeah. And also a very uh, challenging, but inspiring time right now. Yeah, for sure. Good. Good. And yeah, it's tough work, but you're going through it. And it it is hard because I think another aspect of it is like, you're saying your name when you're at work. You're like, you're Raquel Goldie. I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm Kylie McDonald's. And yeah. And when you don't realize like there's no separation between the character quote unquote, and then myself, like as soon as the camera shuts off, like that's hard, yeah. that's hard to differentiate. And it's also hard to differentiate like the outside validation that comes from people who see you and know your name. And then mm-hmm. the people who actually know you and realizing that approval from those two different sources aren't the same and it's it can be really tough but yeah I think I've been going through that too and I feel like 
this year, especially I've done some work to really take a step back and realize like, okay, like I am going to look out for me and know that no matter what happens, like in career in work day to day or in the long term, like I know who I am. And I know that the people in my life who I love and love me, like that is what matters. And it's not the rest of this. It's not social media. It's not people calling in, you know, it's, it's none of that. It it can't be in order for me to be healthy. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think too, obviously social media really does play a big part in it. And I'm learning to like, not be so focused on that as well because it's like you're on there scrolling and all you see are these like influencers or whatever tiktokers who are like 20 years old who are living in these mansions and doing all this you're like why how how I'm like barely able to afford my apartment right now like why is this a thing and like why wasn't that my path and like the whys will literally eat your soul away yep so you can't, you can't think like that, which is also something you work on in therapy. So highly recommend. Absolutely. No, agree. <laughs> we're in it. We're in it every week. We're here, <laughs> but um, I love it. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, social media has been huge. I And I feel like I haven't really been posting like as much lately. And I just feel like I've needed that for me. And people will say like, oh, well you should, like you should put yourself out there. I'm like, yeah, I should. But also like, I know that I need a break right now and that's okay. Yeah. And it's not like everything is going to go away if I don't post for like a month or a week. No, you know, like it's fine. Yeah. Take it, take it, take it, take it. Like it's so needed mentally to take a break. And like, that doesn't mean that you're not still on it, but like maybe be on it a little bit less or don't post as much or, or if you still want to post, then post and just like put your phone away. Like there's so many different ways and you obviously have to just do what you think you need to. Like, it doesn't need to be like, what's good for me is good for you and vice versa. Exactly. And I feel like a lot of it for me is um scrolling and like comparing myself to others. And I'm like, all right, we can't do this right now. Yeah, like there's this no is point. Not <laughs> good. Don't do it. <laughs> no, I know. But I think even like having this conversation, you realize like everybody's going through it in some way, some form. Like we're all dealing with with some version of this. And but we're all yeah. okay and we're all doing it. You know, we're all okay. Like you're doing great. Like seriously, like look at how much you've done in this past year. It's insane. It's, it's wild. Crazy. It's wild. Yeah. I think too, it's, I was having this conversation the other day with my friend Bryce at dinner in LA because he, we were talking about 2023 and like looking forward and, and what could happen. And I'm like in the thick of the changes happening now. And like totally was crying last week about, I don't know what's going on. And like, it's, which is fine and healthy, let it out. Yeah. Um, and he was like, you know, what in 2023 do you want to be different than what this past year was? Mm. And I thought that was a really interesting question because I almost was like, I want everything to be different. And so mm-hmm. we started going through the different things of when and why and and what, you know, then you did like about this past year, or what you wanted to be different. And I think also too, because I'm at a time right now where everything is changing. And I just feel like if the universe is like slapping me in the face, which I always say, if you don't pay attention to the signs at first, the big sign when the universe really slaps you in the face is so much harder to deal with, but it's because you didn't necessarily pay attention to the signs before or listen to your gut. So that's what we're going to now, which is okay. But I found that to be a really interesting question that I feel like everyone needs to kind of ask themselves, like, what yeah. do you want to be different? And what made you happy? Even if it's like, 
I like that I get to walk down the street and get my coffee every day. Okay, so cool. So keep that in your routine. And if you're like, I really don't like how this person makes me feel or how this part of my job made me feel, then like assess that situation and how you can change it. Because if again, it's not serving you and you are unhappy, it needs to be changed. Don't live Mm -hmm. like that. You don't need to live like that. Change it. Oh my God. I'm going to be in detail asking myself that question. Write it down. (laughs) Journal, journal, journal. Every day, every night, baby. Seriously. No, I haven't. Even these past few months, I've been like really good about like checking it off the list each day and making sure I have my morning and night routines. And like, it helps. It helps so much. It gives you a sense of control, even when you don't feel that you have it. So yes, I I recommend, I recommend, but, um, yeah, that's, that's really great. And I think, like I said before, like give yourself the credit, you know, you have done so much. And sometimes that slap in the face from the universe is just a sign of like really great things to come. And I know that change is necessary sometimes and change Change is always to good things. Change Mm -hmm. does lead to get good things. Change is always necessary. And it means like bad things are getting cleared out for even more better things to come. So I'm excited. I think I'm now in that phase of like, okay, so what's happening? And like, also too, it's the holidays. I'm going to just be like laying at the pool. I'm going to get to go to New York and visit Sirius, which is going to be really cool. And, you know, I think it's about too, like taking those little things in your day, even if you're not necessarily like, I don't like to journal journal, just like write down five things that you're grateful for, five things that are good that happened today, or, or five things that you can control or two things. Like, even if it's not five, listen, if you're grateful for one thing in your day, write it down. Even if it's, even if it's something that's like, the sun is being out or like you woke up and there's cold water next to you or there's coffee in your fridge, something like that. Like, I think when people think of gratefulness journals are like, I need to be grateful for like some crazy thing. And it can literally be like, okay, no, like it's sunny out today. And like the weather is nice. Or like my new Mario palette came in the mail for my eyeshadow. Like something like that. Let's go. Yeah. It's coming. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) on the way. Can't wait to see the pics. (laughs) Oh, can't wait. <laughs> yes. But no, it's true. It's true. And there's really, there's always something like that's a cheesy thing to say, but like, there's always something to be grateful for every day. Mm-hmm. So find those things. Cause it puts you in a better mindset. It really does. 100%. Yeah. Uh, well, I know there's so many exciting things for you coming up and I, I can't wait what I know you're feeling all the changes, but like, yeah, it's, they're going to show themselves soon. Like why whatever has happened has happened and it's going to be exciting. No, I'm excited. And I'm excited for more trips, for more travel, like cool different things are happening. And that is definitely something I want to do more in this like next chapter of my life is travel a lot more because I need it for my mental sanity. So. Oh, I love it. This year has been a big travel year for me, just like little trips every weekend. And it's like, it's so fun. You meet people, you're seeing new cities and it's, easier than I think people think it is like, yes, I know, like you obviously, you know, you need a little extra cash to like spend on trips and stuff, but you can find cheap options. You can find cheap hotels, flights, like there's ways to do it without throwing all the money away. And you get to explore more of this world and learn more about yourself, which is what it's all about. Even if it's a road trip, like you don't yep. need to even fly, like drive or take a train or, I mean, there's so many modes of transportation, even if it's not like a big trip, it could be an hour away, or even if it's 30 minutes away, you're so still true. getting out of your house and you can treat yourself like you're on an actual vacation. So Ugh. definitely do that as well, for sure. Where, what's your favorite place you've been? Um, This year, let's see. I loved Austin, Texas. Mm, so I've always wanted fun. to go there. I haven't been there yet. 
That's been on my list forever. Yeah, it was on mine too. And my roommate and I, we just, you know, we found some cheap flights and we're like, let's just do it. Like, let's go. Yeah. You know, I'd never been to Texas either. So it was cool to see like the Southern city, but also it was very artsy, like very fun, very friendly. And there's always, there's like good food, music, live music everywhere. Yeah, so I'm the like, live this music. is fun. Yeah. So yeah. Austin was great. Um, Charleston, Savannah. So there's a lot to see. Yeah. yeah I want to go to Korea yeah. now too. <laughs> you have to the food. I hopefully next time I go, I'm also going to go to Japan because when we were there, Japan was not open up yet. It was like okay. open to the week after I left when I was like, come oh on. Oh my God. Right? But honestly, I'd rather go like once it's been open for a while and everyone's like figuring out things because obviously, you know, like things have to be figured yeah. out once the country opens up. But yeah, no, I, Japan is definitely on the list. I'm trying to go for cherry blossom season. I, fingers crossed, I think I would, I'm going to cry. It's going to be so beautiful. So yes. when is that? Hopefully. When's cherry blossom season. Um, It's like end of March, like last week of oh. March. It's different in different places. Uh, so it's, I think it's like the first two weeks of April for Korea and like, depending on where you are in Japan, it depends on like that time frame from end of March to like first two weeks of April to like third week of April, maybe. Okay, cool. So well, that's kind of soon. That's something to yeah, look forward to. That I have to figure out if I'm doing that for sure. So, <laughs> oh my God, I hope you do. Oh my God, yeah, amazing. I also travel tip. I booked that trip like three months out and the flight was like decently priced. So if you're trying to do a big international trip, I definitely recommend doing like a three month out booking. So that way you have time to like save and replenish and plan for sure. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Well, I can't wait to see everywhere, everywhere you go and everything you do. Oh, yeah. all, all good things. Um, I did want to ask you like a simple question, but for of anybody course. who's looking to move to a new city, maybe LA specifically, um, like what would be like the key pieces of advice you would give for someone who's ready to move and like maybe knows a couple people, but not a ton and just, you yeah. know, on getting your name out there and finding your home. So obviously do research on the city that you're moving to, um, domestically, internationally, whatever, do research. And then, I mean, if you don't have friends, that's really obviously difficult, but then you really have to go out. Like you have to go out and just like try and meet people. And it's going to be hard, obviously, the older that you get as well, but you can't be afraid to talk to people. I think everything, almost every job that I've ever had was because I've like talked to someone or knew someone and you just, you have to. Mm -hmm. Um, so push yourself outside that comfort zone for sure. And then I'm trying to think just like, there's different like run clubs or, or like different things like that. Like if you're not like, I want to go out every night and like meet people, there's definitely different things too. And I found that interesting to like, see, like I'm on TikTok and it's like LA girls. Like if you're new here, like we are doing this wine event. So like come and, or like, if you're into fitness, do our hiking club or run club. And there's different things like that. So I think too, it's not just like, I have to go out every single night and like frolic and meet people. There's different ways to do it, but do research on the area you want to live in. Um, I know a lot of my friends when they first moved to LA, when they were like, I'm just going to move to LA, they lived in like an Airbnb first to kind of go around and look in different places and cities that they liked, that they wanted to live in and check in out like different apartments because there's nothing worse than getting like locked into a one-year lease and, and being miserable. So just do your research for sure. Yeah. That's interesting. I like the Airbnb idea. That's a good one. Yeah. When I tell you so many of my friends lived in Airbnbs when they first moved to LA, it was like for a month, for two months until they figured out what was happening. They got their job or saved up or all that jazz. So yeah, Yeah, there's options you can do it. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
Oh my God. Well, it's been so lovely to catch up. I'm so proud of like all the work I've seen with you over the past few years. And yeah, I hope like we can meet in person soon, obviously. I know. I'll let you know when I'm in New York. Oh my God. Yes, please do. Because I'm 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 pretty close. Yeah, no, I'm, and thank you for having me again. I can't believe it's been so long. I'm proud of you too. Everything you're doing, the podcast is still booming. So that's amazing. Look at us doing things. Look at us. I know we're doing it. We're doing the damn thing. Absolutely. Um, One question. I don't know if I asked you this last time. It's kind of been a new thing though, that I ask everybody on the show. It's what I know it's, what is it that you value at the end of each day? Ooh. Mm, that's a good question it's like what are you thankful for of the day um honestly I'm mm, very much so value having a supportive family having a supportive family and having supportive friends that have been with me from like the get-go from when I wanted to move to LA when I was 15 years old because that is something that a lot of people don't have and my parents are my biggest cheerleaders which is like so so great to have amazing so that's beautiful that. and so yeah. important yeah yeah I don't know if you definitely. see my sorry my roommate's cat is like about to sneak in right here She's oh like, I love it Hello. Yeah. this is pumpkin she's oh, a little camera wait. shy Natasha's Natasha's cat's pumpkin did you know that no way. I don't think that so so funny oh I my love, god I am, okay I'm so allergic to cats but me and pumpkin vibe and like I'm not allergic to her so hey pumpkin good <laughs> yes there we go we love the pumpkins of the world we love pumpkins <laughs> um well thank you so much Raquel where can people find you listen to you all that fun stuff so Raquel Goldie on literally every single social media platform thankfully nothing changes um and then you can hear me every Friday at 10 a.m east coast on Pitbull's globalization mini vibes good vibes radio Sirius XM and then you can hear me every other Sunday on hits one on Sirius XM amazing yes tune in people five p.m. Sorry. I'm like, Oh, on East coast time now, 5 p.m. <laughs> 5 p.m. Perfect. Perfect. Amazing. Well, can't wait to listen. Thank yes. you for having oh. me again. Oh my God. Of course. Of course. This has been lovely. A great way to spend the lunch hour for sure. Yes. I'll let you know when I'm in New York too. Yes, please do. Seriously. Okay. Perfect. Right, I'll talk we'll to talk you soon. soon. Bye. Bye Raquel. Thank you. Thank you.